Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, it's Riley with Jedi Council. Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible membership and save 66% on your first three months. A total of $30 off. That's like getting three months for the price of one. You'll pay just $4.95 per month for the first three months. After that, it's only $14.95 per month. The offer is valid from July 1st, 2019 through July 31st, 2019. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories like, hey, how about Lost Stars by Claudia Gray? One of my favorite Star Wars stories. It was a great listen and a wonderful novel. Visit audible.com slash Jedi Council or text Jedi Council to 500-500 to get started today. That's audible.com slash Jedi Council or text. Jedi Council to 500-500 and get started today. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. (sighs) Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Everybody, it's Comic-Con Day. What I mean is everyone in the office is heading down to Comic-Con, but we're here with Collider Jedi Council, and Cassie Andor was disappointed with dying. There's a shocker. And Cody Hall, hold on to your hats. Episode 9 will have some reshoots. Greetings. Uh, this is, you're looking live in Burbank at the local news. 
This is this is uh, Ken Napsack. That's Mark Yodi Riley. How the hell are you, Ken? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing fine. One of the co-hosts of Rule of Two here. Here uh, I am. And we're kind of doing a little Rule of Two setup. Yeah. You're, you're thinking, what's going on? What's go- well, every, uh, it's Thursday, and uh, we're recording this in the morning. This is probably released in the afternoon. And uh, everyone else is heading down to San Diego or are already down in San Diego, which means they also took the cameras. That's yep. just how the business works. But we got this one here, and we're here, and we're doing this old school, and it's a lot of fun. I like it. I like joining you for the old school fun. Talking Star Wars. There's some big news out there, isn't there? Uh, is, there is there some big news? <laughs> I have no idea. I but... think the big the, the top of the, the top of the show question is uh, San Diego Comic Con. I'm not anticipating any super large Star Wars news. Are you? I, You're more plugged into the news stuff because you work next to Snyder. Sure, yeah. There, there hasn't been any announcements. There hasn't been. There's some, you know, there's some displays. I know that uh, there's some video going around right now uh, celebrating the Sith Trooper. Yeah. The, 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 the what is it? The, uh, the evolution of the stormtrooper. The evolution of the stormtrooper. So yeah, that's what they're also going to be doing at D23, and it's down there. And I'm actually looking forward to uh, heading there yeah. Friday and making a point to pop over to the Lucasfilm uh, booth and and see what's going on there. Yeah, but all the all the stormtroopers, which is it's, it's quite a fun tradition. We were talking on Force Center this week about the tradition of going back to Empire Strikes Back of a new trooper shows up. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's. Uh, yeah, the most creative design sometimes add a different helmet, different color of paint. But right. it's definitely a tradition in Star Wars. Do you have a favorite trooper? Oh, do I have a favorite trooper? I've always been uh, partial to the snow troopers of That's Hoth that come through. I, yeah. uh, like when I first saw them as a kid, they were, they were awesome looking to me. And that was the one, again, that kind of started this tradition of yeah. we had stormtroopers. We had sand troopers, which, you know, yeah. uh, you throw a pauldron on, there you go. Sure. Which I like that design. But it was like, as a kid, like. Ooh, there's there's a different wing, a different helmet. Yeah, like what is this? Yeah, that caught me off guard. And then when you get to Return of the Jedi and you get the Scout Trooper, that was my next favorite because they looked Scout. very cool. Biker Scout's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Time. And did you were you were you? I mean, you're on your you're on a Star Wars show right now. Sure. Uh, did you like? I always tracked like the stormtroopers themselves seem to have more like. Uh, you know, a little black showing out through their outfit. By the end of Return of the Jedi, they looked like a different little uh, little costume almost to me yeah. as a kid. Yeah, I remember taking notes. <laughs> I little, took all the notes. There's a little more black showing under the armor there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you get the figure, and you put them next to each other, and you compare, and you're like, ooh, I like this. You were troop as a toy collector. Were you a troop army builder, or did you just kind of go stick to the main characters? No, I did, no, I did the, the the troops. Yeah, I would get, I would want as many troops as possible so I could set up all the figures. Yeah, and and then just have Luke right there with his lightsaber, and then they would all die. Because yeah, hey, I'm a Luke Skywalker guy, right? Exactly. So Luke, you, you put Luke in front of there, you know. Just knock him over. Just knock him over. I would use the force and just... How many of your stormtroopers ended up with a tinge of yellow at the end of their run? <laughs> a lot of them, because I would submerge them in cups and put them in the freezer. And over and over again, uh, that was my version of carbonite. And then they would come out, and then I would melt them, and some of them would die, you know, uh, in story, of course. And uh, and then, you know, rinse, repeat, and by, you know, I don't, I would say the fifth submersion, yeah, yeah, they were pretty yellow. Mom, I need, I need a new <laughs> I need trooper. I murdered another one. Yeah, can we go to Mervin's, please, <laughs> Mom? I need more troopers. <laughs> Not disconcerting at all. Do you think with the Sith trooper? Uh, we talked a lot about it last week on Council, but I haven't talked about it with you, one of my yeah. oldest uh, Star Wars fans that have been around, you and I have been around this block here. Um, I'm not worried about necessarily what it means or how much they're going to be used because that's just part of the tradition. They show up. Yeah. Uh, but do you need them to do something spectacular? You know, I think it would be a nice 
break to the tradition of having a new trooper actually do something. Sure. Um, and I, I love the idea of a Sith trooper and finally getting that word mentioned in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so when you consider that the first trailer for this thing ended with the Emperor... Well, I I, I imagine that has something to do with it, that there is still Mm -hmm. a Sith presence. And I'm wondering if those Sith troopers are actually guarding, you know, the Emperor Emperor somehow. It has to do maybe that the Knights of Ren, I think I've heard that rumor that the the only answer to the Knights of Ren and Kylo Ren. So how is that going to connect to the Emperor? But I like the idea of the resistance or the new rebellion, so to speak, going up and having to fight these Sith troopers so we see them in battle. We don't need to see some fancy sequence that, like all stormtroopers, they're there, they have their laser guns, and they (laughs) shoot pew-pew at at our heroes. And they're all in, you know, and they're in action in that way. Yeah. And uh, Ray has to, you know, use uh, the Force to take them down. The Force to the capital. Have you heard about it? At TNF. Yeah, I agree with you there. Guard guard the Emperor or something like that. Uh, Again, I don't even think, you you know, no one's going to say that in the movie. Like, these are my Sith troopers. Yeah, that would be. be. (laughs) Fun Star Wars tradition. So, on that note, I think we we should get into actual Star Wars movie news. I mean, that's... I could talk about this. The troops and the Sith troopers. The whole show. That's what... Let's do 40 minutes. Yeah. Let's do it. uh, Don't tug on the Sith troopers' cape. (laughs) Uh, Don't spit into Palpatine's face. Um... (laughs) Oh, Cody Hall's directing the show today. He's our TD. John Roke is our producer, as always. Uh, and uh, we, we, John was say, John was going to be on the show. Just we, he had he would have had to sit on my lap today with the camera situation, right, right, right. Which I'm not saying I had a problem with, but uh, we didn't do it. But Cody Hall's directing, and Cody Hall has this uh, here's this reaction to this word. If when I say it, he's gonna he's gonna cringe in there. Reshoots. Reshoots, indeed. Um, oh boy! This is a story on Esquire, and I love it because uh, even this is how how the news works. And, and, and John's the one who pulls these uh, uh, stories, and we always kind of giggle at some of the stories we have to pull here because you know there's some weeks there's big Star Wars news, and, yeah. and this week uh, the title is uh, "Should Star Wars Fans Worry About Reported Re- Rise of Skywalker Reshoots?" So <laughs> uh, we all know the answer is no. The answer um, is no. BB-8 and Dio there. But they do have some research, uh, re- research, some sure. reshoots, probably full of research, going on in the Black Park, the forest area of UK where J.J. Abrams and his production have reportedly been shooting scenes of, of Skywalker and has been a closed off for shooting uh, yet again. Multiple sources are saying that there's some real-life X-Wings spotted over there, like flying over. I don't know. Um, and Wired's coverage, this story's coming from Wired's, Wired's coverage says that the shoot should continue until early September. Yes, it's cutting it quite close to the film's 2020 release date. All right, so, and they, but this is what they said. The article up there is, should we be worried? And they're like, hey, but realistically speaking, this is not all out of the ordinary for large-scale movie, movie making. It's not. We've had this, that discussion over and over again Um uh, Mark, but uh, are you afraid of the reshoots? Here, hold my hand. Are you afraid of the reshoots? Let's yeah. pray, Ken. Yeah, let's pray. Let us pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, please guide J.J. Abrams and our friends there yeah. to uh, complete these reshoots and uh, that no one land is going land. to have a problem and that the movie will arrive on time oh, man. and uh, that the Emperor will be there with uh, 18 lightsabers oh, yeah. and uh, you know do the general grievous. And Me- this is nothing. Mecha Palpatine. This is nothing. Yep. This is nothing, and uh, doing some research before the show, uh, I went. I just went ahead and put in the Force Awakens reshoots. Right. There they are. There were some Force Awakens reshoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens. The Last Jedi reshoots. Mm-hmm. 
There were some Last Jedi reshoots. Uh, Rogue One is the one that I think uh, when fans hear reshoots in the Star Wars universe, they go, uh-oh. Yeah. Remember what happened with Solo? Remember what happened with Rogue One? Now, you had two very different outcomes in those. Rogue One uh, was rumored or reported to be quite the mess when they had the initial thing. So they brought in Tony Gilroy, to, who oversaw a number of reshoots. Now, guess what? Rogue One was well-liked. Yeah. Came out all right in the end there. Solo, you know what happened. Yeah. We lost the directors, and uh, we brought Ron Howard in. Exciting. It was reported that he had to reshoot a number of things. And then, you know, your results may vary. I know you're a big fan of Solo. Right, right. Me, but, you know, yeah, much, it's, but... it's not so much, but it happens. These big budget movies from Star Wars to Marvel to DC to every other big budget movie out there. Reshoots are put into all the actors' contracts. They're put into the budget. They're put into the production schedule. And this is normal. This, yeah. is, this is what's going to happen. The only thing that I look at is go, it's going to go through September? Wow. Which means this is what it puts to me, is that they had a rough assembly of the film, and they decided that, you know what, we're going to do this, we're going to punch up this, we're going to do this, and uh, that's a good thing. I think we want that. I think we want a, a filmmaker like J.J. Abrams is going to look at the movie and go, you know what, I want to punch this up, let's do some reshoots. I'm not worried. Yeah, as far as like the September thing, yeah, that, that stands out, but... Remember, they were editing on set, mostly. Uh, we heard that story. Correct. That's right. Uh, which is now something you can do. This isn't, this isn't the old days uh, where we had to go uh, get, the, get the dailies developed yeah. and get the film strips and, and sit down. And I think that's, that's, that's exciting, too, that things can kind of have, uh, you know, can, can go up to the, closer to the deadlines more than they could. And that, that whatever they're doing. Uh, and I, I, this is what, what we do with Star Wars fans. I'm, I'm looking where they're filming the Black Park area, the forest area. And we saw some shots at Star Wars Celebration of, of, the, of them in a forest. There's a lot right. of the promo shots and maybe some stuff with potentially with Leia. Like, I don't like to get too much into context spoilers, but uh, I'm, I'm excited about, oh, cool, they may, they, they, there's something there they needed to go back and do. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I take from it as well, and uh, it's kind of exciting to think that they could, uh, you know, I like to spin it positive. It's yeah. exciting to think that they're going back to do, punch up some things. Maybe there's some character work that they want to do. Maybe right. there's some set pieces that they want to just enhance that action. There's so many reasons they could be doing this. It's normal. Yeah. It's In normal. fact, today when we wrap this tape, because we, we tape now um, uh, again, yeah. uh, I leave, I get a coffee, uh, Riley goes to Collider Live, then we come back and do some reshoots. Yeah. Roka tells us what we need. Uh, uh, Cody puts it in, and, and it'll be good. Then. Yeah. What What's interesting is this. This is actually a reshoot. Oh, this part was yeah. A this part yeah. was reshot. Yeah. This so yeah. you are seeing now it cut together, mm -hmm. and that conversation was actually reshot. So uh, we Magic. did well. Magic. Hollywood. Mm -hmm. This story. This is another one. I'm reading from M uh, N E M E, and um, I read this other day. I saw the headline. and was like, what? And I clicked on it. it was like, oh, I okay. I see what you did. <laughs> um, uh, this is, I wish Roka was up here for this one. God, Roka just screamed. Um, yeah. The headline reads, Diego Luna was disappointed, was so disappointed with Rogue One, a Star Wars story's ending. Mm. Uh, so I'm thinking, what? I, I mean, I love Rogue One. A lot of people like Rogue One. Love yeah. the character Cassian Andor. And so excited for the series. And then you read the article uh, here, you know, which, which, you know, they want you to click on it. When I saw the film the first time, I was so disappointed at the end and not because of the film. Oh, thank God. Oh, okay. So he... 
he uh, was uh, ex- really excited about this character, as he should be. It's an interesting character, uh, especially if, as you read more about the character in the Rogue One novelization. It's uh, by Alexander Freed. He's got some great stuff there. You often hear about his Separatist ties. Mm. Uh, it's not so much that he fought for the Separatists. His family was a Separatist family, and he was very young during this time but grew up to look at the Republic and look at the history of the Republic and the history of the Jedi as eh, maybe not so good. Mm. So I love they all have to come together. Uh, this was uh, also a sci-fi wire. Um, and, uh, you know, I get that he's disappointed, and I'm so excited he gets to play this character some more. Yeah, that's always he's really saying was that this is one of his franchises. This is one of the, you know, Star Wars mm. is something that's in his bones. And when he's watching this movie with his kid, who's like, is that it? Yeah. Is that it, Dad? Yeah. And he's like... I'm afraid so. That kind of bummed him out because he loved the character. He loves the universe. He loves the world building and the mythology that is Star Wars. And now look at this. He gets to come back, and he gets to fill in those blanks. He gets to fill in and really examine the character through a streaming series. So this probably makes him very excited that he gets to revisit it. And it should be exciting for the fans because what you mentioned there was some of the canon material and the source material of his character, that he was from a Separatist family. You mentioned that stuff with the Jedi. This is all interesting stuff to build on. And I'm sorry, I love that moment in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Where he has to make that decision. Yeah. Spoilers. Have you seen Rogue One? Wait, is this a Star Wars show? You've seen Rogue One. When he has to actually shoot one of his own people to to get Tivik, by the way. Yeah, I'll Tivik. never miss that question. Yeah, again. there you go. Schmodown. So I, I love the idea that we are going to find out more about this character. What what leads him to do that? What what it's like to build this rebellion there from the dark corners of mm-hmm. the universe here. And uh, K2SO. I want K2SO yeah. and what their relationship is. So yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, yeah, the, the article's a little bit of a, huh, what, click, <laughs> click, what do you mean? Oh, uh, I get what you're doing you do. there. Uh, so, you do. But that's okay. I, I, I love the, the idea that he's talking about this. We're going to start getting some news pretty soon here, I'm sure, about yeah. the Cassian series. That gets oh, me yeah. excited. That's what I hope. Uh, I, I think D23 coming up there in, uh, what is it, August 23rd, 24th, 25th sure. range. I know we're going to get a lot of stuff with The Mandalorian. I don't think we're going to get much from Cassian, but maybe just a, a tidbit. Maybe a news. There's some rumors about uh, who, who might be on to direct. Rick uh, Fama Yua. Rick Fama Yua from yeah. uh, Dope and also from Mandalorian. Right. And that would be great, but that's very, very rumored at this point. But that, that kind of stuff would be great. I never have really had this conversation with you about the Rogue One series, uh, or excuse me, about the Cassian Andor series. Yeah. Uh, what, what are your thoughts and, and, and fun expectations for this series, spy series, Rebels vs. Empire? What do you got? Yeah, I mean, you hit it. I think it's the spy aspect of it because of what I mentioned with what he had to do uh, with killing his own men and, and you know, the, dar- the darkness that is the spy game in the rebellion. Right. I want more of that. I want to see the dark corners of this galaxy and and what Cassian has to do. I would love to see maybe even his first meeting with K2SO. What is that like? I would love that, that would be great well, to see stealing an empire droid, reprogramming it and and well, going so forward. You you raise an interesting thought. So we have read that in a one-shot Marvel comic. Okay? That was in a one-shot. Well, I got to yes. read this. But that that's the thing that you just said. Not a lot of people have 
I've read that. It's also just it's not a series. See? It's just a one shot. Yeah. Uh, it was an, and it was okay. I I, I, I totally liked it. it. It was what I would have expected at the beginning. Um, but I would still like to see it. Yeah, and you I know, think I'd be I'd be interested to have them kind of redo that moment. Yeah, and I'm I I think I I represent a big portion of fandom in Star Wars that right. maybe doesn't read all the comics and supplementary materials, yep. even though I would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I miss that kind of stuff, yeah, there's no. It, it, seeing it in live action, that's what I grew up with. Yeah. That's what gets me excited. So that's what I, I would love to see them recreate that moment. And if, and if it yeah. just starts with K2SO. Do a cover song of it, man. You don't need to re-canonize yeah. the moment. Just give us what we read in the comic. Because it is. It's what you'd expect. K, sure. K2 Stormtroopers chasing Cassian. Uh, he's like, it's kind of like 40% at first that he's like new, K, new K2SO and old K2SO. So yeah. It could be interesting. But yeah, because no, I don't, want, I don't think anyone out there watching or listening should feel bad if you're a Star Wars fan or doesn't have time to take this all in. That's the reason the movies have to now, the, these TV shows have to establish the big things. Right. Because I know a lot of people who have, even have Star Wars shows yeah. who just like, I haven't seen any of the animated shows. And that is totally fine because yeah. this is a big galaxy. It's a big galaxy. It's a big fandom. It's like you like what you like. And uh, I, I just want to see everything live action. That is my bread and butter. That's right. what I want to see. And there's so much. And if they don't even do that, that's fine. I want the spy aspect of this. Yeah, yeah. I really want, like I said, the dark corners of the galaxy and Cassian just going from corner to corner trying to build this rebellion and i wonder what other faces we can expect to see you know are we going to get maybe jimmy smith's back as bail organa somehow i I had been focusing on the idea of a little more the underworld or the forming rebellion not some actually not so much the underworld that's misleading i want to say that i i have this dream scene and this is why i don't write these and you know my expectations are always tempered but like Sagarera, Cassian Endor, and Infus Nest sitting down, and maybe right. a young Genersa recast, maybe young Genersa or something like that. Um, but seeing these different cells, these and they're not even those aren't even like the official cells. It's just uh, the partisans and the Cloud Riders, and having to see if they can connect and can we work together and those kind of things. So I was thinking about that, but then. Bail Organa as mm-hmm. Smith's uh, Genevieve O'Reilly as and as Mom Mothma. Mothma. Mm-hmm. I you better uh, I. I got to be very careful because I, now I really want to see that. And they I might know. not be able to. They might not take it that direction. I want to be open to what they present us. But I, I just love that time period. I've said that time and time again of, of Rebels versus the Empire. It's yeah. just fascinating to me. Yeah, it is fascinating. And, you know, we really haven't seen I know Rogue One really did go deep into the rebellion and, and the start of it and getting mm-hmm. the Death Star plans. But what is the building blocks? What is that that nugget that started it all? Maybe yeah. we can get that. Maybe, you know, I know we had some deleted scenes from episode three that was yeah. like going to be the, the, that spark of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Maybe that we can build off of that. Who knows? I like the idea. There's so much to explore in this. And I think that's mm-hmm. going back to the story. Diego Luna is just excited and he yeah. loves that character. So he's going to get a lot to play with. Yeah, I've seen a lot, of, and, and I want this to be from Cassian's per- perspective and be mostly about Cassian and see what Diego Luna's going to do to build this character out uh, even more because I think he did, he did so good with, uh, you know, in, in, in a movie that was wonderfully crowded with a lot of different characters and moments. One of my 
critiques of Rogue One has always been acts one and two. I don't get to spend as much time with the team as I'd like. Right. And they have to kind of form up. And then that third act is, is some amazing Star Wars action that I just absolutely love. Yeah. But to, to be able to take the time. And he does talk about the inter- in, the, in the article about you know, with TV shows, you have this time. You can really dive right. in. And we're going to see that with Mandalorian first. But there is such – even a Rogue One, there's a lot just on the – if you watch it on the surface, you miss it. But it's like you have General Draven. It's like, yeah, I know our our boss said this. I I need you to go kill the guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to do that. Uh, Saw Gerrera, Mon Mothma have a longstanding feud. Enfys Nest, they're still in the coaxium. It's 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 representative of new beginning mm-hmm. for the galaxy. They they're doing their thing, but they have to be marauders until they're unmasked and and and, and she can't take it anymore. How does that factor in? And then you got Akbar, Radis, Jandodana, yeah, all these people that we've known who are also like here. I say we fight. Another. It's fascinating politics and spy and spy stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with him. Uh, final story from the movies. Uh, this is uh, the Daisy. Rid- I keep calling this the Daisy Ridley Ophelia uh, press tour, uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, which is what she's on and doing promoting Ophelia. Check it out. Uh, support smaller films as well as the big ones. And yeah. uh, she did uh, a little uh, piece. I-, I watched it where she- they put together. I'm reading on Gizmodo here, but they put together like a, her like digital imprint and all these kind of things and they had her watch the hmm. video uh, mm-hmm. and it's for wired as well uh give them credit there and it's fun it's actually like they go through and then and and at one point they show that video of of the the stunt person the stunt the uh, stunt woman With doing the lightsaber, the, the lightsaber yeah. stuff which is really impressive and daisy has a great reaction to it and it and it really sparks an enthusiasm in her uh more than just you can tell she's doing the the press thing and i'm doing your funny little bit to sure. promote the movie but then that happens she's like whoa Oh my gosh! Let me tell you about the lightsaber fights and how they got a new stunt co- coordinator and they've l- lightened the actual lightsabers. Yeah, uh, and it's changed the style, which she s- says is going to build to an epic lightsaber fight. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about lightsaber fights before. What 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 makes one epic? And it's different for diff- for different people. Sure, as as you'd imagine. Right. Um, when you when you see this and you see her face light up. What do you What do you think? I just love Daisy Ridley. Is what I what I see from this. I love her enthusiasm. Yeah, I love that she gets excited for this and that it brings back to this. This is what I love. This image right mm-hmm. here, because she was on record kind of saying that that is actually from the movie, something we're yeah. going to see, and that the lightsaber's a little lighter now, so they get a little bit more use out of them, a little bit yeah. more choreography. Maybe it's easier for the actors and the stunt training, and it's just it's. The last of the movies mm-hmm. in the saga for now, for before now. Disney, you know, maybe yeah. 10 years from now says episode 10. Here we are. Yeah. But for now, I'm taking this as the end and we're going to get an epic lightsaber battle. This is teasing it for me. I am so excited. This like you bring up favorite lightsaber duels yeah. and moments. And my favorites are always the one that have a lot of weight to it for the characters. That's right. why. The Bespin duel will always be That's my favorite. favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. my favorite. It's the, the way it's shot, the way it's lit. I mean, at one point, Vader is stalking Luke, and it's yeah. a horror movie, and he's using the Force to throw things at his yeah. face. I just love those kind of building blocks that build this this huge moment that is so, oh, man, where the characters are just so charged and ready. And, like, we don't know what's going to happen with Kylo Ren and right. Rey. But this is teasing something epic. And I know she's talking about how light the lightsabers are. It's like, great. I'm so glad. But it gets me excited for that final duel. And this is just showing that when she sees a stunt person doing this great stuff with a lightsaber Mm -hmm. and she's so excited and that she talks about her own duel, I think she's 
she's teasing something really special for this last chapter in the saga. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I love uh, lightsaber fights that, that teach us about the, <clears throat> the characters. And I'm not getting choked up. I <laughs> just uh, nope. actually, I am. Let it out. Let it <laughs> out, Ken. It's like <laughs> it's everybody. So... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Um, yeah, I'm talking about like I, my favorite one is uh, Jedi Throne Room. Uh, Return yep. of the Jedi Throne that, Room. That's um, a, that's another one. That's probably my second favorite. Second yeah. favorite. No, yeah. And then I tell you, my second favorite. It, it's uh, Obi Wan Maul Star Wars Rebels one, which is all of two oh. seconds. But that's my point. Is it, it's what it, what the fight brings to the characters and what right. we learn. And that's such a there's uh, so many range of emotions going through that and it's and it's that that definition of power is what the fight is about but i, I do enjoy a good prequel flippity do oh are you kidding me uh, you know the uh, qui-gon obi-wan and darth maul is another one that's up mm-hmm. there i mean i love great, that put a great so what i'm this fight which we speculated on the shot and you can you know it's dangerous over speculating sure is it on the surface of the death star 2 is it on the millennium falcon underneath the water i've heard that as well is it on some other surface of a planet we don't know yet but right. I look at this fight, and if this whether this is their quote final duel or it happens in the second act and they end up becoming tag team champions of the world afterwards, I don't know. Um, but I, I can't imagine the music because I'm not the genius John Williams. But right. you got to imagine there's something wonderful planned for uh, John's. Like I'm taking it home oh, with a fight theme here. Yeah, the, the the music I bet in like some different arrangements of Ray's theme. Oh, yeah. Woven into some force theme, woven in with some Kylo Ren first order Maybe themes. Like race Ooh, theme boy. reworked to be like a big, like. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 exactly. Like, oh, oh I can't wait. I can't, can't wait. wait to see that. Uh, yeah, seeing John Williams, I've had the chance to see him in concert only once, but it, it was a great experience because he was real. It was two years ago, and it was real Star Wars heavy. And he doesn't yeah. always necessarily do that at his concerts. No, he, right. He started the whole thing with the theme from Hook. Uh, and, and then uh, there was, I remember, because I was sitting near you, and there were some, some things he didn't do. Uh, did right. He, I don't even know if he did Superman. Did he? I can't remember. He this did particular. do Superman. He did do Superman. Yeah. He didn't usually, do anything from Raiders, Indy. No, he yeah. didn't. You know, and I've seen him probably five years now in oh, a row. Oh, good for you. Well, that's yeah. what happens when you love John Williams. Yeah, no, five years in a row, and he has done a very – Different. It, he's done Jaws at one point. He did Superman. Right. He did E.T., and these are all different times. But he usually does – for the Star Wars fan, yeah. he usually does the Imperial March. He usually does, you know, the big, you know, of course, Star Wars fanfare. Um, but he told a story. I don't know if it was the year you went, but he did it two years in a row, okay. and that was talking about – Daisy Ridley yes, yes. coming back that's, that's, for for a set. I have to come back to do Ray's theme, and he yeah. played Ray's theme, which has become quickly become one of my favorite all times. Yeah, for, yeah. He said he said he just had an absolute you know crush on the character of Ray and Daisy yeah. Ridley in this this grandfatherly way. And he said, I don't want anyone else to write Star Wars music for the character of Ray yeah. or Daisy Ridley. Uh, it's not necessarily going to be impossible going forward, uh, but if this is it for three movies for Ray, yeah, um, uh, he has created quite a theme for it. And now if we make it a big fight theme that'd be awesome that is so that is the movie news we got some stuff coming up here in everyone's favorite segment what's the deal with canon <laughs> did i put my effort in that, that was show? good yeah no that works early here yeah. today we're recording this nice and early yeah uh, uh actually uh uh my bags are packed man i'm ready to leave ready for the comic-con ready to go down nice. um john favreau you know him 
I do. He likes cooking food. Did you watch his new Netflix? I'm uh, watching Netflix it. Series? It's pretty okay. fun. Yeah. yeah. He's a big Star Wars fan, and he, uh, he said he is already writing and pre-shooting The Mandalorian Season 2. I think we've already known for a little bit that Mandalorian was going to have a second season. Initially, yep. we didn't know. It uh, could have been a limited series. But again, limited series, what does that mean? Right. Um, this, is, uh, this is exciting to me for two reasons. One, it means uh, Lucasfilm believes they have something good, and they're, they're being pretty they're confident with it. Yep. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to the show. Like I don't want anyone to get me wrong. Like I'm looking forward to the show. I, I'm not as excited for it as others are, even here on our own on our show. Right, right. But I want them to be satisfied just as much as I am with some of the other stuff. But I, I can't wait to sit watch this in my Star Wars sweatpants yeah. at home. And I'm excited. And I'm excited because Favre was such a fan, and he's just like he can't help himself. I'm yeah. writing this morning. Yeah, it's great. He has so much enthusiasm for this, and we were at the panel at celebrations mm-hmm. where. He, he talked a lot about this, about the development with him and Filoni and, right. and, you know, him writing some episodes before it was even greenlit, you know, just yeah. getting those out there. So you said it. The, the nail on the head here for me is that he's already pre-shooting and writing season two. Mm-hmm. It means we're getting it if this thing is a big hit. Well, it, it probably means we're getting we're it. Getting I, it I, have, I have no idea how, what they're what their analytics are going to be. Is it going to be like Netflix where it's like, oh, it's, it's huge. And it's like, well, show us the numbers. Well, uh, uh, trust us on that. Trust yeah. us. It's huge. I will trust that this thing is going to be huge when it debuts. Mm-hmm. And I think the Star Wars fans really want to know. I mean, it's one of my biggest question marks has always been what happens immediately after the events of Return of the Jedi. And we're getting it finally here with the Mandalorian. So right. this, I mean, what can you say? I'm excited for it. The fact that he's writing season two, give it to me. Yeah, I remember at the solo premiere and you know, Anthony Carboni is interviewing him and, and like was just going through the normal, you know, Rio Durant, you're in solo questions and Favre just like was like, hey, 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 ask me about the Mandalorian. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I've been writing this stuff he was before, ready. before I even had the job. Uh, I still believe in my heart of hearts that he wanted a Boba Fett series. Yeah. Uh, and Lucasfilm didn't uh, want to give him that. So we got we got the Mandalorian. But now we got a bo- we get the bonus of a cool new character and a lot of new cool, cool characters. Do you think that Boba Fett could show up in the Mandalorian in, at any time? I, I, I there was a point in time early on that I would have thought that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I want that to be answered. I love Wendig's kind of uh, playing around with the idea of Boba Fett surviving with the character of Cobb Vanth and all the stuff going on in Tatooine afterwards. Uh, if anyone's had a chance to read that, it, it's part of the interludes in that in the Aftermath series. And it's, and it's, it's, it's worth a story of, of its own, and I like yeah. it. But it, does, it leaves it all open, and it's very fun to speculate. It's definitely the... Definitely supposed to be the Boba Fett armor, whether or not he died or what. Right. Um, I really, I really like it. So I, I, I wouldn't mind it, but I'm okay with it not happening. Yeah, same. I just wonder what their plan is because we've had so many stops and starts with a Boba Fett movie. Josh yeah. Trank was allegedly doing one, and it was canceled at that one celebration. Right, we were right. going to get some Rogue One announcement, which we did get that Tie Fighter in the canon, uh, yeah. canyon, and then the. And then the Death Star in the background. We were supposed to get a Boba Fett movie. That obviously fell apart. And then it was 
you know, James Mangold was writing one, and we were supposed to maybe get that, right. but then Solo came out, and who knows? So Boba Fett, I believe they have plans for sooner or later. Yeah. Sorry, a lot of times I'm looking down. Now, because we only have one shot, this is what I'm normally doing while we're... <laughs> oh, yeah, you got you to run the news and run the show. I get Sorry. it. I'm not ignoring Mark. Uh-huh. I understand. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, looking at the next story here from Market Watch, talking about uh, this continued kind of story here of... Uh, uh, Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge, is, is it a failure? Is it just disappointing? And, and look, you could, you, could, you could take any headline or any information you want and, and spin it in the direction you want to go, positive or negative. Um, I, just, I, I will stand on the hill that there, it's, it's definitely not packed to the rafters like we thought, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily to me. It's not because of Star Wars. It isn't Star Wars. This could have been Marvel Land. This could have been, uh, you know, uh, name any property that, that Disney now owns. Yeah. Um, the prices, the fear of the crowds. Yeah. Uh, especially locals. We, we go to, you know, Disneyland twice a year or whatever. If you live down yeah. here, you know the days that you're, uh, this, you, you don't go here or if we're going this day, we're screwed. We're going to have three-hour waits. And and the anticipation locally between friends of ours, um, beyond any press events or any of that, that silliness, it was just like, are you going? Ah, I'll see. Probably in September. Right. Ah, I'm probably going to wait till October. I'm going to wait till the rise of resistance opens up. Yeah. So without a doubt, it is, you know, it, it's more empty than they thought. But mm-hmm. also they have crowd control line stuff. Uh, you haven't even had a chance to go either, too. No. I have, I'm, I'm heading, I think, maybe a couple weeks. Yeah, I have tickets already uh, that I can use any time, and we're planning on a trip sooner or later. But I'm with, I think, a a majority of people. It's Disneyland has always been hit or miss for me, depending on the day that you go, because I remember going on a Sunday. Never again. Never again. Never again will I go on a Sunday and wait two and a half hours for the Haunted Mansion. Who does that? Not me. I did, actually, and it wasn't fun. So I think a lot of people are... It could be so many reasons. I mean, yeah. now are they saying it's because Star Wars Land? Everybody's going into Star Wars well, Land. That's the other thing is you go to. I mean, it's not just Galaxy's Edge. It's yeah. Disneyland itself. Okay. Ten minute wait for Indiana Jones. I'm looking. This is someone the unofficial guides tweet. Uh, uh, Ten minute wait for Indiana Jones. Five minute wait for Jungle Cruise. Uh, that that's that's abnormal. Yeah. Unless you go like. The Monday after Thanksgiving weekend is a great time to go because I'm giving away the, the trade secrets here. Everyone's back to school or work. Right. And this is what you get. But this is like in the in summertime for the entire park to be happy. It, it just might speak to the rising costs all the way around. I think so. I think there's a lot of uh, – it's, it's hard to really pinpoint. And I'm getting mixed signals from social media and these reports. And people are saying, oh, it's a failure. And then I see a – three-hour wait for the Millennium Falcon ride, and they're putting people in a holding area in the Star Wars land, and then I see empty, somewhat empty streets in Disneyland. Maybe the people that are going are all going to Star Wars land, and that opens up the park a little bit, and that some people are watching their dollars, or maybe they have summer vacations. I, you know. It's, and look, again, you, if you want to, if you want to spin this and make a video that it's it's failed and it's because of star wars more power to you you're going to find the evidence to support that yeah Uh, and you're going to find the evidence to go against that if you want to look for it there it's like it's like rating area 51 you'll find what you want to believe and and make it happen there have fun with um so roca (laughs) roca wants to go cody hall are you going with us to area 51 let's do it He's going. He's got. He's got a shotgun in there. That's going to be great. So, like, it's almost. A, I don't. Even, it's a debate. I don't even want to get into. And 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 
it's just it's just the economics. I, I, I mentioned it last week on the show. Uh, my my friend Alex at uh, Black Series Rebels, like he showed me, he put the lightsaber in my hand, and it's great, and it's awesome, and it's two hundred dollars. And he's like, it's a great experience. But if yeah. you have a family of two two kids, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way if four hundred dollars just for that alone, because they're both going to want one. If you want the experience, right? If you want to go all the way, that's daunting, and and uh, uh, I think it, it, it'll start correcting itself too. We'll see. Yep. And maybe it won't, and then you can get on Indiana Jones in in less than ten minutes, which, by the way, is hard to do. Yeah. Well, this article really doesn't give me all the information I need. I need to know how long the Space Mountain ride is that's that that in india are two of the longest waits consistently yeah that's uh space mountain is by far my favorite yeah so i need to know so uh update your uh, Win- article here would you winnie the pooh ride though six minutes or less every time i can get on yeah, yeah all right i'm telling you that works and you take a nap yeah um <laughs> Coming out soon, very soon, is the third uh, book in the Thrawn trilogy. This is from our pal Timothy Zahn. And uh, the Thrawn uh, series continues with Thrawn uh, Treason. And the excerpts are coming on out there. I haven't taken a deep dive uh, into it because I consider them kind of, you know, not not spoilers, but like I want to read them as they come along. Other people, I don't think you're going to get all the plot carried away. But uh, we got some cool stuff, uh, uh, including the return of a pretty popular character introduced in the first novel, uh, Eli Vanto, who's kind of this imperial officer that just wants to get a good like admin job and Thrawn kind of, he, he can speak Thrawn's, uh, you know, chis language and Thrawn kind of pulls him along for the ride there and uh, sends him out uh, to the unknown regions uh, to work with the chis. And, and now he's back. And that's, that's pretty exciting there. Have yeah. you been uh, caught up on this series there? Uh? No, I haven't caught up again. You know, you know, mm-hmm. when I talk about rule of two, I always say, Go check out Jedi Council if you want <laughs> some really deep dive on the canon stuff with you and yeah. Christian, because you guys read those. And I wish I had time in the day to read all of these. Thrawn was one of my favorite characters yeah. post-Return of the Jedi. When we get the Timothy Zahn, no, sorry, uh, Timothy Zahn was one of my favorite yeah, writers. It's, it, I do it all the time. Uh, it's Grand like, Admiral Zahn. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then when we get Thrawn in that you know sequel trilogy, that mm-hmm. like really opened up the world for me. So I've been a fan of the character. I loved when he appeared in Rebels. And, and, uh, you know, this is something that interests me that I wish I could have some time to actually sit down. You know what? I want to go on a desert island and just bring all the Star Wars books and catch Uh, up. I'm telling you, if you want to get through the first one a little quicker, Mm. uh, I highly recommend Jody Hauser's Marvel comic adaptation of the first one. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I don't know that if they did good. a second one. Maybe they did, and I apologize if I missed it. Usually I don't. Uh, when I head over to Earth, Earth 2 Northridge, I grab all the all the comics I can in my stack there. But um, it, she does a great job because they're slow and plotting, especially the first one. Yeah, that's uh, what I've heard. Because that's that's Thrawn, and, and, it, and it works. But it, you can get catch up pretty quick if you read that Jody Hauser one. And the, the second one, uh, what is it, Allegiances, um, is... Uh, that's great stuff with him working with Anakin in the past and kind of a yeah. teaser of what's to come with Order 66. It's good stuff. It's great, really good stuff. So I'm excited for this one. Zahn style's a little different at times. Right. Uh, not bad, just like he's, a, he's an old-school sci-fi writer, so it comes off a little I, different. I love that. So that is coming out. We know a lot of you out there uh, enjoy those. Check it out. Let us know what you feel about those books. It's great to have a character like Thrawn. We know EU and Legends is, is popular with a lot of people, and, and, and they do keep plucking the characters 
that are big and that they want and bringing them back. So, you know, even even Dash Rendar has a, has a reference in that Jason Fry uh, scoundrel, whatever the book leading up, a uh, little tiny like uh, Ooh. Uh, journal kind of type of book leading up to Solo. So nice. If you like Dash, even he's there. And uh, this has been a great example of bringing a, an older Legends EU character, Riley, and, and, and putting him in the modern canon in, in a great, compelling way. I love it. I love it when they do do that in this like cherry picking kind of things from the Legends materials yeah. and putting them in there. And even John Favreau, going back to when he was talking about the Mandalorian, he did mention oh, you yeah. know, using Legends stuff and. Uh, I think there I mean, might be some... The holiday special is, is represented in there. There it is. There it is. All right, final segment of the day. We're going to the tweets. Nice. Time to talk to you. A lot of places places to do it, uh, but uh, Twitter's the most important. Use the hashtag Collider Jedi Council. And John Rucker goes through and, and uh, pulls some really cool ones there and maybe also uh, grab some along the way. But today we've got a couple questions. Matt Lambert. At Matt Mardigan, not Mad Mardigan, but Ooh, Matt Mardigan. Great Do handle. you think Episode Nine will tell us the significance, significance of the name Ren? Anakin had his name changed for Sith reasons. Do you think Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren have a similar significance? Hmm. All right, we've been uh, wondering yeah. from the beginning because we heard the, at first we heard Kylo Ren. That's a great name, and it is a great Star Wars name. It is a great. And then Star we know Wars well, name. there's the Knights of Ren. Well, what is this? Is what this is a religion? Is this a uh, after school social club. Uh, all right, his name's Ben Solo. Switches to Kylo Ren. What does it all mean? It's thing, something to me, Riley, that doesn't factor into the overall picture, and we never get a clear answer. I'm not going to be up at night, but I, I do enjoy learning it, and I think there's something fun behind it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind learning, and you know what? It, it would be cool to finally get that answer, and I think you, you bring up a good question here matt martigan i think that if we have the knights of ren featured a lot more Mm -hmm. in this movie which is what it looks like and when you hear reports that the sith troopers only answer to kylo ren and the knights of ren then we're going to get a lot more on that maybe we will get the significance behind it maybe we will get the mythology of that name because if you tell me sith trooper Mm -hmm. is here then you're telling me sith is back in the sequel trilogy how does that connect to the knights of ren I think we. I think there's a good chance we might get an answer to what that means. Uh, yeah, I think. I think. I think people are going to want that answer. Uh, I think they do. Again, I, think, again, I, I always talk to this Snoke line of "Even you, leader, of the mighty Knights of Red." I, right. I, I never took that as a sign of respect for, from Snoke. Right. So I wonder if it was, but maybe, maybe it was. Maybe that's just my interpretation. But the Kylo Ben wouldn't f- did this on his own, and what does it mean? Maybe right. it's his own rules. Yeah. Here's here's the rules of. Ren Club. <laughs> First rule. First rule of Ren Club is get a cool mask. You don't talk about the Knights of Ren. <laughs> Final thought of the day comes from Mr. X616 at Mick Flabjab. Flabjab, I, mean, I love it. I like that, Flabjab. I don't, it's probably something I shouldn't be saying. All right. Uh, what if Sith troopers are clones of Maul? They're called Sith. They have helmets similar to clone troopers, a red and black color scheme, and have close combat weapons. In Clone Wars, Palpatine says he has other uses for Maul that we have yet to see. All Ooh. right, this is, this is wild, wild. That's wild. I like theorizing, it. and I love it there, McFlabjab. All right. Pull that mask off, and it's a Zabrick face staring at you there. That's what do you think about that, Mark I Riley? mean, that would be cool. That would blow my mind. That would be a, a, a great reveal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to go that route, though. I, I could I see them so. being clone troopers. I could see them being, you know, we mm-hmm. did get a passing uh, mention yeah. in Force Awakens, you know, that like how they 
built their first order army and whether or not they should go back to clones. Clones is a big staple, obviously, in canon. You know, I've been saying and banging this drum that perhaps the emperor has cloned himself. You see that in Dark Empire. I Mm -hmm. mentioned that on every Star Wars show I'm on. Dark Empire is like it's a great Dark Horse adaptation. What happens after the events of Return of the Jedi? The Emperor does return mm-hmm. in, in a way that was, I thought, very satisfying and made sense in universe. So clones, Sith Troopers as clones, mm-hmm. that would be cool. Darth Maul, ooh, that would be, uh, that'd be yeah. tough on Rey because what if the, you know, the Darth Maul clones and these yeah. Sith Troopers? We don't know. We haven't seen them in action yet. They pull out a lightsaber. I don't know. I don't know. What, this, is getting, this is yeah. getting a little heated well, here. I, I really don't think it would be around Maul. It's a, it's a great question. But even listening to you talk right now, it's... it's I like this idea of, you know, all nine movies being tied together in some way or another and, and how much you believe that statement or how much you think they're actually going to do it. We hear that there's references. You know, Daisy Ridley said in the Ophelia thing, oh, this references a lot of the other movies. You know, what if Kylo or, or Palpatine or whatever's, whatever Palpatine is or something around that are like, hey, you know what worked a while ago? Uh, clone Troopers. Yeah. Uh, let's do that. And there's no real use for that. There's no real need for it but just to have it there as a yeah we're pulling back from that right. going back to episode two and three and pulling it back in here it could be interesting it could, that's a realistic possibility I, I think it is a realistic possibility and one i would love to see because mm-hmm. the thing that i i have wanted more of in the sequel trilogy is more of a connection to the prequel trilogy yeah you know, i would love to see maybe some you know some designs of the ships or maybe some different references as they pass a you know mm-hmm. I don't know, an old Naboo starfighter. I don't know. But the idea of clones, that would unite it. it Much like when the Emperor was revealed to be in Episode Nine in some way, Mm -hmm. what is the one character that would unite the entire saga? Right. And that is Sheev Palpatine. He was there. He was the puppet master in all the prequels and then revealed himself to be Darth Sidious in uh, Order 66 and taking over. And then, of course, the big baddie, he was there. The presence, he was was. You know, you know, controlling Vader, and then here we are in the sequel trilogy, and he's Tied back. Tying it all back. Tying it all together. And I, wouldn't it be great if that was his plan, is that he, you know, put his, he had Order 66 and then Order 67. Order 67 <laughs> was press that button, building some clones, cloning myself, put some chambers up there. I'm going to go hide in the far reaches of the galaxy somewhere yeah. and uh, use the force to corrupt the mind of uh, Ben Solo, and then I'm going to make my yeah. grand reveal in Episode Nine, and, and uh, yeah, you know, you the go. S is going to hit the fan. Uh, what if that line at the at Star Wars Celebration of Roll It Again was actually a line from the movie? And, like, it cuts in on Palpatine and the, the clone uh, the conveyor belt, yeah. and he's like, Roll It Again. I love it. Bigger <laughs> army, start. please. Need more army. Uh, all right. I like please it. don't make that happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're out of here. We're almost out of here. San Diego Comic-Con is going on. Collider's got a panel down there. A lot of things going on, including the live movie trivia showdown Saturday night at the Joan B. Crock Theater. Uh, if you're listening to this like Thursday, early, late afternoon, early evening tonight, American Comedy Company, I'll be doing comedy with uh, the one and only uh, Mark Ellis and friends. Roka, you doing a thing, right? No. No? I can't make it down. Not can't anymore. make it out. Oh, no comedy for Roka this year. Damn it, I'm going to take all those jokes now. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, you're going to be popping down at all? I'll be popping down on Saturday to check yeah. out some stuff. Check out stuff, folks. Stuff. Uh, that's Mark Riley at uh, Riley Around. I'm Ken Napsock at Ken Napsock. Go to KenNapsock.com to get information on all the shows I do, including where to buy my book, yeah. Why We Love Star Wars. If you're down there, support Nathan Hamill and his drogs. Yeah. He's got a booth. 
giving some exclusive drawer stuff. Special thanks to Cody Hall in the booth and John Roca, the producer, uh, who got here nice and early. We taped this early, kids, so that you can have a show. We appreciate it. We do it for you because without you, we are nothing. And that is it. We'll see you next week. May the force be with you. Roll it again. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.